You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 19. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. Today, I want to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. No, I don't want to talk about that at all, but I wanted to get your attention because we are actually going to talk about sales and why it is so uncomfortable. The statement I just made, I'm sure, made you feel like, ugh, I don't want to have that conversation and I'm going to be coerced and manipulated into something that I don't agree with. That is what most people think about sales. And when we talk about selling ourselves as creatives, there is a visceral reaction because most of us feel like it's completely inauthentic to have to pitch yourself because we think about sales as something that is sleazy. We think about it as being full of ego, something that is extremely coercive. And we don't want to be that person. No one enjoys being on the other side of a manipulative conversation. But that's actually not what selling yourself is about. And I want to discuss a few of the key elements of productive sales conversations so that you feel less like you're schmoozing someone and trying to win them over in a way that feels completely inauthentic and more like you are trying to help them and use your skills and talents to support them in their business. So the first thing I want to make clear is that selling yourself is not bragging. It is not a brazen display of ego. It has nothing to do with how great you think you are. Now, we've all come across those salespeople that that is the driving force and we want to get away from them as quickly as possible. But I know that this audience doesn't have that desire. Otherwise, you'd be out there selling and not creating. So for us, I want us to think about this more as how we help people. In the creative profession, sales is more about clarifying your strengths and talents and explaining how they can help someone in their business. It also reinforces your commitment to the creative profession when you talk confidently about what you do. So many creatives struggle with this because they don't feel comfortable talking about themselves and they don't want to seem obnoxious or pushy. They kind of assume the creative work will just speak for itself. But we all know that it doesn't because when you put something out there without connecting it to your audience and no one responds or reacts, then you feel immediately deflated. You feel like your work's probably not good enough. You just retreat where you're watching Netflix and hoping that someone will call you back, but you're not actually putting yourself out there in a way that makes those relationships grow further. The thing I recognized really early in my creative career is that selling is actually not about you. It's about your audience. It's about their needs and sharing how you can help them with those needs. So if we don't practice selling ourselves, what we're actually doing is we're selling ourselves short, which means the people who need our skills, expertise, and creative talent, they're not going to get them. And we cannot have that because Everyone listening to this podcast is far too talented to be hiding these things from the world. When you are authentically and confidently owning your talents and what you're good at, this creates a level of transparency and trust. And building that trust with them is how you move your career further. 
So when I was eight, I learned a very difficult lesson about selling myself. I had created these little hand-drawn greeting cards and I had this idea that I was going to sell them to our neighbors. So I gathered up all my little construction paper cards with the little hand-drawn illustrations, put them into a box top and connected that to a string, hung it around my neck like I was some kind of 1980s candy striper. And I went door to door with these cards. And when my neighbors opened the doors, I wouldn't say anything. I just kind of held the cards out, assuming that they would see the value in what I had and they didn't know what to do with them. And so they would look at them and say, oh, those are so cute. Oh, I love what you did here. Oh, is this your dog? And they'd talk to me about them. And then they'd say, okay, thank you. I have to get ready for dinner now. And they'd close the door. And eventually I came home crying because I didn't understand why no one wanted to buy what I had. And so my dad sat me down and asked me what was wrong. And when I explained that I took my little cards around to all the neighbors and no one wanted to buy them, he said, well, what did you say? And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, did you tell them about the cards? And I said, no. And he said, well, did you tell them why they might like them? And I said, no. And he said, did you tell them anything? And I said, no. And then he had this look on his face and proceeded to tell me that I need to actually offer something if I'm going to sell it. I can't just assume that someone is going to recognize the value if I don't articulate what the value is. That gave me a completely different perspective on how I needed to approach this. And it also gave me a lot of anxiety because I was a very introverted child. And the last thing I wanted to do was talk to strangers. But I decided I was going to try again. I changed some of the cards and then put them in the little box, put it around my neck and went back to the neighbors. And when they opened the doors, they seemed a little confused because I had just been there a couple days before. This time, I was way more clear on what I was saying. I was able to tell them, these are cards that you can use for Easter. Maybe you can send these to your kids. Maybe you want to give these to one another. I came up with a couple different reasons why what I had was valuable. And I also explained that I hand drew them with my crayons. I tried to give them more information this time. And there were a few people who said, that's great. And they gave me a dime for each card, which in my mind was plenty of money. And I happily went home and let my dad know that I actually sold some cards. This experience made me realize that communicating the value of what you have is the most important thing you can do when you're trying to share what you can offer someone. Because we often try and offer things without creating that sense of value. And our audience doesn't really know what to do with that. And as adults, when we fail to offer something that has value and to articulate that value, we give away our earning power. We give away our chance at a promotion or our chance at a new client. And that is not okay because we have creative gifts that we've been given and we need to get those into the world and we need people to understand how we can help them. So offering is a huge component of sales. So think of it as reframing selling. What you're actually doing is you're responding to a need. Selling yourself is just understanding the values of your audience and then finding all the reasons that they should believe you are a match to those values. Your audience wants you 
to draw those connections between what you have to offer and what they need. And if you're passively talking about yourself in a way that doesn't offer those reasons, you're leaving it up to them to draw their own conclusions, which means you're probably not going to get that callback. You're probably not going to get that offer and you're probably not going to get that promotion. What you're doing is you're hoping and hope is not a strategy. So I want you to understand that sales does not have to be sleazy if you think about it from a place of abundance. If you're offering something to someone that you know could help them, that actually feels good. And that's how you want to approach it. The second piece of this is alignment. If you have something that you think is valuable, that doesn't necessarily mean that someone else thinks it's valuable. You want to make sure that you're looking at the reality of the situation and understand if what you have will actually benefit your audience. You want to empathize with your audience and understand what motivates them and where they struggle. That way you can offer something of high value from a place of positive intention. If the business that you're approaching doesn't need what you're good at, it's not going to be a match. And that's going to reinforce your imposter syndrome. So to sell yourself effectively, you really want to understand what's important to your audience. Is it data? If so, then you want to point out stats. Is it innovation? Maybe you want to show how you've done this with a certain project or process. Is it outcomes? Maybe you need to talk more about how you solved problems. When you can empathize with someone, you share vulnerability and you create trust because you're effectively trying to understand what they need, and you're trying to learn what things look like from their perspective. And that is absolutely appreciated. And sometimes you might discover that what you have is not what they need. And this can be a struggle if you're in a job and the scope of your job has changed and you're not accepting the reality of the situation. Because if the business need and your creative aspirations don't match, you're not going to be able to sell what you do. Or if your hopes of receiving a certain title never really align with the company's organizational structure, you're probably not going to get that promotion. Or if your manager doesn't recognize how much extra work you're always putting in, it doesn't matter how much you promote yourself because they're only seeing you in a certain light. Or if your whole team has changed and you feel completely isolated and creatively uninspired, you're not going to be able to promote yourself in a way that feels good because you're emotionally starting to check out. I've been in every one of these situations in my creative career. And the reality of some of them that were just not a fit for me was really hard to accept because I enjoyed my coworkers or my manager or the mission of the organization or the actual work. But it didn't mean it was okay to stay and try over and over to unsuccessfully self-promote because that was impeding my creative career growth. And I had to recognize that the audience no longer needed what I had to offer. And that meant that I needed to find a new audience. Because the truth about sales is that if you aren't connecting with an audience that is receptive, you're going to feel miserable. You're going to feel misunderstood. You're going to feel isolated. You're going to feel unappreciated. And that's going to reinforce all of those anxious feelings you had around selling yourself in the first place. So the secrets to really landing that client or acing that interview or nailing that promotion conversation is putting yourself in the place of your audience so you can understand what they need and how your actions might make them feel. Because emotions are what drive actions and actions are what get you hired and promoted. You want to feel good about these conversations. 
Selling yourself should be easy. It shouldn't feel like a grind. It shouldn't feel like an uphill battle. And connecting yourself with the right audience will just reinforce the fact that you have valuable skills. The better we are at selling ourselves and our talents, the easier it's going to be to raise the bar in the entire creative industry when it relates to our value in organizations. We'll be included in the process instead of just being pulled in at the 11th hour. We'll be able to influence business decisions and be actual thought partners. We'll be able to negotiate higher salaries, bigger project fees, and better timelines. And we'll have a seat at the leadership table and be highly valued in organizations. We are all problem solvers. We're educators. We're partners. And that's how we want to be viewed in our day-to-day lives as creative professionals. So the next time you feel anxious about selling, just remember these two things. Approach your audience from a place of empathy and offer something to help them and align yourself to the right audience who will see value in what you are offering. If we can look at sales and selling ourselves in this way, we will be more willing to amplify ourselves confidently and get the career growth that we really, really want. I don't want creatives to feel hindered by self-doubt. I don't want the fear of selling to prevent people from taking their careers to the next level. We're not looking at ourselves with the admiration we deserve. We all have something different to contribute. And I want to make sure that we're not selling ourselves short. And if you feel like you can't overcome different roadblocks, like imposter syndrome, or just feeling a little bit lost or unsure of what the next steps are in your career, I want you to contact me. I want to make sure you're moving forward confidently and that you have the tools to do so. You can connect with me on rockthatcreativejob.com. You can email me directly at rockthatcreativejob at gmail. You can follow me on LinkedIn and send me a message there. And you can follow me on Instagram and send me a message there. And please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already and share it with your friends because I want all creatives to feel confident and comfortable promoting their amazing talents. Whoever you are, we need you in the world. And I want to help you make that contribution. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.